Okay. All right, everyone, I'm welcome. Ready. Okay. Starting. He's crying the bass. We can get into Gunter. Welcome to the Haas Boys Podcast for all the Haas fans and for all F1 in American accent. Introducing me, Max, and the guy to my right, Mike. Hello. And the guy to my left, Parker. Hello. Quick question, introducing ourselves. I was thinking Haas team, if our Haas team was a race team, the Haas Boys was a race team. Yeah. Which roles would we each fill in an actual F1 racing team? Team Uh, principal. Good question. Mike is calling out team principal. Why? Why I'm is my oil slick? <laughs> get the at the front of the pit lane that everybody slips on and sends them into the <laughs> wall. Every and their team, practice starts. They get to the paddock. They put down the oil slick. It's not for them. <laughs> let's just say that. Um, Parker's clearly the race engineer. Race engineer. You know, I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that today. <laughs> today. I'm okay with race engineer today. You literally like built an entire CNC giant machine and then like reprogrammed it. Yeah. You are the engineer. You are studying out those aerodynamics and the, how the machine works. Okay. Race engineer. I can take yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike yes. said team principal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's be blunt here. Mm. I have the most experience in the world. You do have a lot of experience and most team principals are very knowledgeable. Mike is very knowledgeable. He is our F1 guru, all source of knowledge. And I can't wait for all of you to correct things that I say. Little known fact is he can do a great interview too, which is important for a team principal. Mm. He knows how to sit in front of a camera and he knows what to say, what not to say. There's a lot of things you don't. There's say. a lot of stuff up you, in that brain. It's I wish everyone could out. see the amount of eyeballs on me right now as that was being said. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a problem with my filter, but yes. Yeah. Mike, no, I agree. I agree. Team principal. Yeah. And principals have also been in the sport for a long time. Mike, you've been an F1 fan since little boy days. As the crew here that we are recording with, I am the longest standing race fan in general that would leave me as driver yeah who's driver <laughs> i am driving this is max driver you're, i think so i can i'm the mazepin of this, this. <laughs> what do you what do you what i'm do you the think, bad Mike? boy of this i'm okay with it for now i think i'm it, like it just, i have my it doubts sense. it makes sense has he tested I'm, I'm down with i'm down with driver at least today today I'm down with driver. we'll call him driver of the day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. D-O-T-D. <laughs> perfect we'll perfect perfect Welcome to the Haas Boys podcast. Going into it, we've been Haas fans. Sincerely, oh, yeah. we've been Haas fans, following them, loving them. Yeah. And they're not getting a lot of love. No, no. And so I wanted to start off this episode. Why be a fan of Team Haas? I mean, I think most of the, the press and the media does seem to be a bit negative and, and, and want to beat them up. But I also think that that's, that's kind of a characteristic of any team that's not based in Milton Keynes, which for those of you who don't know, Milton Keynes is in the UK, it's in England, and it is where it's home of most of Formula One's teams. Hmm. Like who? Like McLaren, Mercedes, I'm just listing British teams. Red Bull. I know um, is for sure in Milton Keynes. Um, I, McLaren, I think, is. Uh, but yeah, most of the F1 teams surround a small footprint. They're mm-hmm. pretty near each other. There's only a few that are really based in other places. And where Mercedes is a German company, 
their F1 team is still based in mm. the UK. Haas is a kind of the redhead stepchild. They're coming out of left field. They're based in North Carolina. And that's that's weird. It's fun to root for someone who is an underdog, scrappy, and different. And- no, Haas, Haas comes to the table with a lot of different assets, different attitude. You know, back in the day when teams in the 80s and, and things, they could buy a chassis from one another and run that the next season. You know, I know Williams, when they first started, I think started in a car they purchased from another team. And Haas is no different. They're just kind of the modern day interpretation of that with kind of carrying over a lot of Ferrari engineering and and making that car their own. So would you say they're kind of the OG Formula One team in 2022? They're kind of the closest that we have to an early F1 team being scrappy, getting parts where they can get money where they can i guess they have a lot to gain they're not like other teams that have and a lot to prove yeah they have a lot to prove if these top contending teams don't win a race or do poorly during one season like they have like reserves to fall back on like they're not going to go broke right and everybody else all the fans are going to say oh yeah well ferrari i mean ferrari haven't won a title since 2007 even after you know, more than a decade of doing poorly, everybody's rooting for them and say, okay, let's go. They've still got it. They've got this amazing thing. But Haas doesn't have that. They, they have no base. They have everything to prove. It's an interesting position for a team to be in in 2022. I feel like there's so many that already have proven their grit and are just kind of keeping up to that level, whereas Haas still has to show us what they've got. There's so much to prove, and I think where the sport is so UK-based, and that's not a secret, that there is so much of the odds against them, and I think so much of that, it feels like pressure to be eliminated, as opposed to pressure to prove. And I think that it's super fun as Americans to support something that seems so underdog. Like, everyone's out to prove that you can't do it. But they did so quickly... And it's been a few years, but they've also anticipated this change. And keeping in mind that this rule package that comes out this season was supposed to come out 12 months ago. Mm -hmm. And that changed with COVID. So where Haas has had not one, but two fairly bad seasons, they were planning on the development of this newest rules package that long ago. Mm -hmm. So I think that that gives them a huge advantage. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they come out of the gates with. It's exciting. I just like the idea of rooting for like a home team. How fun is it that we have a team that is American owned and is an American team? It's great. We should be rooting for a home team and have fans that want to get into the sport. A lot of new USA fans. Let's grow that fan base. Let's let them come to this place where they can be Haas fans. I think that's so great. I also like the idea. There's red, white, and blue on Red, the, white, and blue. It's great. In the it, may, it may be in the manner that looks a lot more Russian. No, no, no. But it is red, white, and blue. <laughs> I mean, which country existed first? Russia or yeah, United States? Yes, Come on, yeah. Mike. According to my history. <laughs> I'm looking at the same history, Mike. If I'm, if I'm basing this on Beatles' white album. My history is correct. Right. There's a lot to be said about the Haas team. We can get into Gunter. He's a whole series himself. Gunter. But talking about the drivers, Mazepin and Schumacher, I like that we have these two guys that seem like they're opposites. To me, I have like a bad boy in Mazepin, and it's fun to root for a bad boy. 
We like the Fonz. Every girl likes a bad boy. Every girl likes a bad boy. And we know this. Right. We, and then the opposite, we have Schumacher, who seems like this golden boy from a golden heritage, who's like very well kept, very well spoken, and very yeah. disciplined and humble. Like, this is a guy. And in some ways, he's Luke Skywalker. And mm. because Michael Schumacher, to some people, is Darth Vader. What people would that be? <laughs> Me. What, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> Just to be clear. You have Mick, golden boy, Mazepin, bad boy. Yeah. Very goofus, gallant type of things. Yeah. I think that's a really cool juxtaposition within those drivers. They're both like blonde. I think it's a good team. And can we bring up the elephant in the room? Gunter Steiner. Mm Mm-hmm. Parker, you do a great Gunter impression. It's hard because how many accents exist in his accent? It's many. He He's like Wikipedia. Everything's in there and anybody can contribute. <laughs> we may be visited by Gunter Steiner. I can almost guarantee it. I can almost guarantee it. Well, he's a welcome, welcome guest. He's a welcome I'll guest. I'll put in a good word. Broad strokes. Why do we like Gunter? How do you not like Gunter is a better question, maybe. I almost feel that he comes to the table with just such a different scope, just a different viewpoint on how to make an F1 team work in 2022. Mm. A lot of these teams are are very well-funded, and they're going for championships, and he definitely is too. But I think that predominantly he's he's here to make a team make sense and be desirable for younger drivers and Mm -hmm. i love a good farm team as well i like the idea go for broke so parker and i and a friend went to the italian grand prix this year and the day after our friend was flying out and he snapped a picture he saw gunter at the airport (laughs) (laughs) just snapped a picture of him waiting in the airport and he said he's like i just wanted to run up and give him a big hug (laughs) and i was like yeah this is a guy he's they're like going for broke scrappy don't like all the other drivers and teams have like private jets they're probably flying flying out of, yeah. flying out of a major airport in the concourse yeah. in a just, terminal with the you, rest of us do you think that like, gunter's eating where toto's eating <laughs> he's not do you think he's on a Haas budget folks yeah do you think that there's an exclusive toilet for any driver <laughs> where there have been rumors that a specific driver has an exclusive toilet? Gunter's using He's somebody sharing. else's private toilet. He's sharing the toilets. <laughs> they get their toilet from Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> That's still an expensive ass toilet. <laughs> they get last year's model. That's yeah. been run out by Shaw and then they bring it over to Gunter. <laughs> Some of the carbon fibers <laughs> healing up and it just pokes. Yeah. yeah. A little sharp <laughs> these like days. Sebastian really hit this hard, but it'll still run for the next season, Gunter. Just, just <laughs> like our cars. <laughs> um, I think Gunter's approach to F1 has been innovative. It has been a game changer and people have been able to take notice. As a privateer, and I know that part of the controversy surrounding Haas is similar to the Racing Point controversy. As Drive to Survive has highlighted, and some might remember from previous seasons, the Racing Point car was almost an exact replica of the previous season's Mercedes. And that was a huge deviation from where they were. The Racing Point Force India car before was its own design, fully bespoke and completely removed. When Haas entered the game, they were using kind of off-the-shelf previous Ferrari parts and building those into a car to make it their own. And from there, they've evolved and they've been able to make a car that is more bespoke and, and, and removed from the Ferrari. But they do have that tie, so they are able to farm from Ferrari. But 
as a racing team, they were the first one to do it. No, no one was making a slight variation of anyone else's car. Lowering the bar of entry for an F1 team, it was a great idea. Mm. They manufacture those cars in Italy through the same company that makes all of IndyCar, which was, again, another innovative and completely free-thinking way where all these teams in the UK are manufacturing cars in-house. Mm-hmm. Very innovative. So yeah. are those all the reasons why to like Haas? I mean, we have to thank Haas for Drive to Survive as well. They were probably one oh, of the totally. only teams, them and maybe Red Bull, who was like, yeah, here's all access to everything. We need all that we can get. A total roll of the dice. Yeah. And you might say a total roll of the dice. <laughs> I don't know if I would, because he wasn't in it. Not in first season, at least. You can see Parker's face. He is so proud. He's very proud of the dad pun that he pulled. Anyways, Um, it was fun hanging out, guys. When I got into Drive to Survive, Mike got me into it, told me to watch it, and I was like, yes, this is amazing. It was all Gunter things that kept me like laughing because he was cracking me up. And if they didn't have that, I don't think that would first season would have been as fun to watch. Do we have Gunter to thank for the Miami race in 2022? For bringing in all these Americans for just loving his personality? Wow, like a knock-on effect from very... Okay. Yeah. He's the flap from the butterfly's wing. He is the butterfly's wing. (laughs) Trying to survive as the butterfly flapping it. Yes. I mean, I think there's, I think there's something to acknowledge there. I think it's interesting. There are a lot of people who who shame Drive to Survive fans on Reddit. They shame them on Instagram in the comments, like, "Oh, you're just a DTS fan," and I I find that hilarious. I'm like, it's like a Korean pop band. Or? Yeah, well, yeah, well, and you know, when they call it that acronym, it kind of almost seems as though it's funny. As someone who's been a Formula One fan for a very long time, I'm like, what's the negative of enjoying this? Mm-hmm. really well put together like season recap mm-hmm. i understand that there's some things embellished and we want a cinema you know feeling to this moment daniel ricardo and max verstappen crash which actually was pretty dramatic and a big turning point for the two of those but at the same time i um, i have no blemish there but as an f1 fan who's been watching for a long time i have that show to thank for a lot of people who want to talk about it now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, I felt like a very long time of being like, oh, you're just kind of that guy that likes that weird, you know, Formula One, European sport. So to have this large influx, I welcome it. And I love that this is an opportunity for Haas to break out, to be recognized, Gunter. And I think Daniel Ricciardo and, and, and Gunter, they're probably the first two real stars of Drive to Survive. For sure. Yeah. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. No, 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 no. I was just bouncing between two thoughts. At the American Grand Prix, I was watching all the cars zoom by. This year. Yeah. And and as every team like whipped by, all the fans would cheer for that team. And everyone is cheering for every single car. And the Haas team's livery is like very distinct. You can see it coming from a mile away, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then they would come by, and there was just one guy who would be like, yes! <laughs> like me and him were like, he's yeah, a, He's a Tony are. Stewart fan from NASCAR. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> It's just like, oh, See, like there's something here. There's magic here. We're like, yeah. there are Haas fans out there and let's bring them all into this podcast. Yeah. Let's bring them all together because we want to root for them. That's why we're doing this podcast. There's a team out there that's really working hard, mm-hmm. maybe harder than anybody. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and, for I, and yeah. I think I think just from the background where they come from and where they've done, and I think Kevin Magnuson and Romain Grosjean were a great selection for many years. And now that we've moved into this era of Nikita and, and Mick, it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them to build this team and their new car around two new drivers. And I do think that a lot of people had questions as to why a full blank slate was the move that Gunter went for and removing Kevin and Romain at the same time. But I think that when we're, we're moving into a new era of F1, these two guys were only going to spend one year in a car that wasn't going to be their future for the foreseeable future. So starting fresh, we build the new car completely around two young guys that can be with the team for a while. Yeah, they had a good practice season. Great practice season. Yeah. Learned how to drive a car around a track and... Yeah, and it's a. It was a, the length of the last season F one car was excessive, longer than my Tacoma. Oh wow, I don't realize that. It's a very long F one car. They're like sluggishly pulling around those like hairpin turns in Monaco. They look long. Yeah, like he's slow. And the rake, the rake makes it mm. even. It just seems ridiculous mm. because when they're at full speed in a on a straightaway, that rake shrinks. The load on the back comes down. Is that like a physics thing, or yeah. is the car designed? It's meant to do that. Oh, okay. But when you see the rake and at its lowest speed around a hairpin and you're like, this car couldn't be longer. Mm. And you also see just how aggressive the hot rod rake is. It's like, wow, that thing looks ridiculous. Let's shift gears here for a second. Let's talk about last season, F1 in general. So we've talked about Haas. We also want to bring in just general F1 discussions and topics. Thoughts about previous season F1, mine as well. Going into a new season, what are our thoughts on the last season? The familiarity with the term FIA has increased. Everyone in, knows who Michael Massey is now. Mm-hmm. And, and All I would, of us new fans. Mm-hmm. And I would say that as I started watching the sport, no one knew who Charlie Whiting was. And Charlie Whiting was Michael Massey. Oh. So he was the predecessor. And he was the race director for years. Was he a controversial figure at times? Absolutely. Things would happen, but the way that the access is pivoted, and now we're hearing conversations between Toto and Michael, Mm -hmm. over television, we've definitely created a familiarity with the referee. The FIA are playing a, a controversial role that exists in all sports. I mean, I'm an avid baseball watcher, grew up in Los Angeles, so I've been a Dodgers fan my whole life. And some games have come down to controversial pitching calls. Mm. That's no different in my eyes. I think that that's something that people forget. Right. But but I think that that is a major talking point of 2021. Yeah. Interesting season. Interesting way to enter 2022, man. It's a cool moment. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, 2021 to end how it did with Red Bull and Mercedes both taking constructors and uh, driver championships and then going into a season where... I feel like all bets are off. Locked into a completely different fi- title fight now. Yeah. yeah. And where I think another thing to reflect on in 2021 is we watched Mercedes dominance from the jump. Turbo Hybrid was announced, released, and Mercedes was miles ahead of everyone from the jump. Red Bull and Max Verstappen denying a driver's championship to Mercedes in 2021 was a critical moment in F1, in my opinion, to be able to prove that they weren't flawless. It was very fun to watch. And I I try to remain a fan of the sport that doesn't really necessarily 
align too heavily with one driver or mm-hmm. one team. Mm-hmm. In this case, I do want Formula One and Haas to be the champions. But I think that one thing that was very enjoyable to watch from that different subjective point, man, is it was great to see more than one team principal really fighting for it. Yeah. When me and Parker kind of got into it at the same time watching Drive to Survive and then started watching races live and it was always the same thing with Lewis and Bottas ahead by like a minute or two, like just lapping everyone. And so I was like, okay, the real action is who's going to get third or fourth because that's exciting to see people actually battling. It's like, oh yeah, we know Lewis is going to pull ahead and he's going to lap everyone a couple of times. So for it to kind of change this year and see a dramatic shift and a driving style between like Lewis and Max Verstappen was like exciting for everyone. I feel like regardless of who you're rooting for, it's just fun when things are more intense. And I think a lot of those sports like IndyCar have found themselves in a position now where we're, you know, Formula One fans are familiarizing themselves with different disciplines of sport. And there's been a lot of talk around the 22 car where there, people are calling it the Indy car. And I think that, again, is just a funny negative take on something that I very much look forward to of a, a more equal playing field with salary caps, uh, a more aerodynamic friendly car for the cars around them. And we'll hopefully have less of this two minute gap to the leaders. Here's a question for you, Mike. DRS was a relatively newer thing. Yeah, in the last, the, this last era. Is it is it really going to be affecting overtaking, getting rid of DRS? I am. I'm not sure if you know the 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 point being that a slipstream is still powerful. Yeah, it isn't the end all ultimate. Mm. But you know, in in other sporting disciplines, there aren't really these methods in IndyCar they have pushed to pass which is a little bit of extra horsepower that they can access and there's only so much time allotted for that button oh it's a little boost yeah that's their version of I guess what a DRS effect would have mm. and it definitely makes a difference but not all of the racing disciplines have an overtake function so watching F1 when you were little no DRS and still just as exciting lots yep. of overtaking and absolutely it, it, the drafting and getting a slipstream makes a difference if the lead car is punching a hole then you get the advantage that's very interesting it's yeah it's easy to forget how fast these cars are and how much it affects just the air that they're cutting through totally. like I, I didn't realize that getting into it I'm just like oh yeah these are fast this is dope and then it's like oh there's aerodynamics that are affecting people like yards and miles behind them I'm like, this is bonkers how crazy these machines are yeah. well and you know 24 hour daytona they run the the road course with the bus stop and it's not the full trioval that they are is historically known as the nascar track they've got a slightly different layout that they do for the endurance race and nascar's first attempt at running that course was this past season and nothing looked more awkward and more like f- fat and off balance than watching a NASCAR attempt a course that I've watched sophisticated sports cars run for 24 hours at a time. They lumber themselves through corners and they look like they're just going to crash at every turn. So, I mean, kudos to those drivers because I'm sure they really are. (laughs) But with a Formula One car racing Coda, NASCAR also visited Coda this year for the first time. And once again, you really get that perspective when you see two different racing disciplines visit the same circuit. Wait, they went around the 
Circuit of the Americas, they NASCAR did. did? Yeah, they did have that race this, there this year. It's a lot of turns for them to do. <laughs> yes, both left and right. <laughs> That's crazy. And Did you watch that? I did, and it was almost embarrassing at times. I mean, who's wow, going faster? Obviously, Formula One's going faster. By miles. Just whipping them around. Yeah. And the, the NASCARs, are, again, they just, they look awkward mm. is the best way you can define it because they're not as sophisticated. It's built for a different sport, pretty much. They have a solid rear axle. Mm. This new season in NASCAR is a small side jaunt. We'll be introducing 18-inch BBS wheels, fully independent suspension, and that's a complete change and overhaul of the sport. Mm. But historically speaking, up until this point, has been a truck it's the same as leaf springs and I guess not leaf springs in the rear, but a solid rear axle. NASCAR had yes up until this year. And now it's independent suspension on the rear. Right. So NASCAR also in 22 is seeing a large overhaul in rules mm-hmm. just like F1. That's cool. So what has it been like for you, Mike, Max and I newer fans, what has it been like for you, an older fan to watch this influx of interest into F1 and watch the influx of interest into, into motorsport. And what do you feel like is driving that? Well, I think the access has been a huge change. Um, growing up in the era of Bernie Eccleston and mm-hmm. bless him as um, a guy who did work really hard to keep Formula One relevant and uh, to support many different ideas. Uh, but the since it's changed hands and since the sport has had you know, opened itself to a YouTube channel. It's opened itself to Instagram. Because Bernie was opposed to that. Very opposed to social media and the growth of the sport in that way. And, you know, as a kid, when I would try to watch Formula One, you know, there wasn't DVR. There wasn't like a way to set the timer to record things. It was on like the Speed Network or Fox Sports Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's these different times and places where these events would show up is really hard to watch so you're mostly catching recap if you could and so knowing a lot of what was happening in that world was really challenging then and i think that with drive to survive being a a large driving component to the new influx of fans it's also been really easy for the for people to sink their teeth into because now we have instagram we have youtube we have methods for which people are watching and able to enjoy it and we hope people use those methods we have an instagram hoss boys Mm -hmm. speaking of all the social medias out there (laughs) quick quick shout out out to to all our social myspace who's here still using foursquare we have an instagram hoss boys it's hoss dot boys all one word follow us on hoss boys that B-O-I-Z? B-O-Y-S. B-O-Y-S. boys. I mean, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. So follow us on Instagram. We'll be posting lots of fun stuff there, news, updates. You can message us, send us questions, whatever you want. We also want to take listener questions. We have an email. You want to email us for now at doshossboys at gmail.com. I think we have one right now. Do you want to take one right now? Oh, we do. We do. We have a question right now. Amazing. Uh, So Rashid from Chicago is writing and he says, Max, how you look so good. This is the dumbest thing. (laughs) Um, Not really an F1 question. (laughs) Sorry, did you want F1 questions? Yeah, yeah. I'd be happy to answer. Sorry, I just Googled questions. (laughs) I'm not, I'm going to be honest. It's amazing that the number one answer for your Google search was Max, (laughs) 
looks so good. I fell. People, everyone wants to know. Just you know, genetics. Okay, I'll and tell them. And this isn't this email address that Max has mentioned. We really do have an email address, so please send us questions. So it's dashaasboys at gmail dot com. D a s h a a s b o y s at gmail dot com. I got that this morning, and Haas Boys was taken. Wow, Haas Boys was taken. Man, we gotta get in touch with <laughs> whoever got that first account. That, what uh, a that property is valuable. I think later on we're gonna get a website with probably like a contact at haasboys.com. But Which for now, us to our title sponsor, Haas Boys, <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> Kroger. Not What's really. In your <laughs> Kroger. Not today. That's you guys try it. I just want to take a. I just want to take a second to quickly hype my skincare routine. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. This is the time for that. Uh, um, you know, lately I've been using a lot of soft soap on my face. Okay, and is that brand soft soap? Yeah. Or is that is it is soap that's soft? Are you referring to the brand? It's both. Okay. It's both. Because we're gonna need to it's, get paid for that. It's every, out of every the, time you mention that. Okay. Then the soft. The the soft. 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 <laughs> okay, anyway, so we have no sponsors. Welcome to oh, the podcast, yeah. everyone. We're Shift Pattern. Completely independent. Shift Pattern, main sponsor. Is our main sponsor. Yeah. WilderHQ.com. WilderHQ.com. Second sponsor. And then Max. <laughs> Max is here. Also here. Max is here. <laughs> yeah. If you have questions, we will be taking questions because we want to answer anyone's F1 questions that they have. If you're new to the sport, please feel like you can come to us, get questions answered, learn more about how racing works, learn more about drivers, teams, history, anything you have questions about. We'd like to do research for you. Mike has a vast knowledge that he can pull from. So email us at dosshossboys at gmail.com. And we'll start answering those next week. Okay. Thanks for joining the Hoss Boys podcast. We will get back to you next episode. Please send in your questions. We have lots more to talk about and a new season to look forward to. Thank you. Thank you. Number one driver. <laughs> Thank you.